Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Yeah, I appreciate you joining me again today as we've been talking about love and the importance of love. And that love is, is such an important th- uh, piece of our lives. Many of you are listening are probably married and you have a spouse that you hopefully love dearly and kids that you love dearly and hopefully friends that you love dearly and and church associates. I love the people in our congregation. I love people in other congregations. In fact, this day that I'm doing this show, I'm going to lunch with one of my Nazarene pastor friends and we're going to have a great time eating lunch together and and sharing and trying to encourage each other in ministry. We need to do that. We need to be about the business of God, loving and sharing truth and allowing God to do some great and mighty and powerful things in our lives. And when we do that, you know, we are going to see the overflowing presence of Jesus. And that's what we want. That's what we want. Our churches should be all about that. And sometimes you wonder, are our churches all about that? How does your church show love to people? When they walk in the church, do they sense the power of Almighty God in your life? You know, I hope they do. Yesterday, I closed with this passage of Scripture. I said I was going to kind of open with it today. It's it's 1 Corinthians 10, 24. Uh, Nobody should seek his own good, but the good of others. That's Apostle Paul. He said nobody should seek his own good. We have to go beyond looking out for number one. And look out for the needs of others and be sensitive to them. Jesus was always looking to see how he could touch someone's life. We should do the same. What are some ways that you can touch others' lives? Maybe sit down in a quiet time for a half hour with a notepad and start writing down some ways that you can touch someone's life. You know what? There's so many great opportunities out there. I've had some doors open so wide and and people have become so kind because you just show a little kindness and people respond to that. And they see the love of Jesus and they ask about what you do and where you're going and what, what motivates you. And then you're able to share, you know, it's my love for Jesus. I love Jesus so much. I want to share his love with you. You know, there is something hard for many people to do, and that is to sympathize with people's pain. Many people around us struggle with pain in their lives. It may be their health, and I've dealt with a lot of that lately. A lot of people have had health issues. Just found out this wonderful woman just uh, broke her hip, and she came down, found out when they did her hip that she had cancer of the hip, cancer of the bone. And so now they're having to deal with that. And man, she needs love and attention and pray that God would touch her life powerfully. I'm believing God's going to touch her. In fact, I'm going to see her later today. But it's just so important that we realize we need to be sympathetic with people's pain. You know, it could be people's finances. People struggle with their finances. And many of it is they make very poor decisions. They wonder why they have financial problems, but they make tremendously poor decisions. And I would encourage people if you're having financial problems, see a financial counselor. Get involved with the Financial Peace University situation. We need to make good choices and that will help us in our pain. But we as Christians and we as leaders need to encourage those people to do do such. And we have to learn to have patience with those who are hurting. As you well know, if you listen to me a whole lot, you know one thing that I've struggled with for years and years 
is that patience element. I just have not been the most patient person, and I have to, truly, I have to work on that because it just, I want things done. I want them done now. I just, I am, I don't like waiting and sitting. I want to get going. That's just kind of who I am, but it's something I have to be aware of, and I know my weaknesses. I don't know them all. I got so many up here I can't keep up with, but I do know my weaknesses. Well, you know, you hear the parable of the of the good uh, Samaritan, and I'm going to read it real quick in Luke chapter 10. It says, on one occasion, the expert of the law stood up to Jesus' teacher. He asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law? Jesus replied, how do you read it? He answered, well, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus responded. Do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself, so he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? In reply, Jesus said, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him and his clothes beat him and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going by down the same road, but when he saw the man, he passed by the other side. So to the Levite, when he comes to the place and saw him, he passed the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came there. And the man, when he saw, he took pity on him. He went to him. He bandaged his wounds, pouring in oil and wine. Though he put the man in his own donkey, brought him to the inn and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii and gave to him and to the innkeeper. And look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for extra expenses you have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robber? Well, of course, of course we know. Which one? You know, the one that took pity on him, the one that took care of him, the one that went the extra mile. I was very fortunate, as I've said many times. I lived in a house that that was the way my dad lived. We had people in our house off the streets, people that dad just brought in because they needed a place to stay or they needed food. And I watched that in action. And my mom sometimes would cringe and sometimes, Jim, what are you doing? You don't even know this person, this and that. But my dad's compassion and heart was so for the lost. Many times we become callous to people's hurts. And maybe it's because they have been taken advantage of so many times. Unfortunately, though, this is an important fact. Unfortunately, we enable people too many times. Instead of in our sympathy, patience, and love, we need to teach people how to make it not to be dependent on the system or on people. We are, though, according to the word of God, but to carry the burdens of others. Galatians 6.2 says, carry each other's burdens. In this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. What? Carry others' burdens, and in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. Do you want to fulfill the law of Christ? Carry the burdens of your friends. Help them out. We all have burdens. It's much easier when you have those around you who really care and respond to you, look for a way to, to respond to people. Seize the moment. Well, the Good Samaritan story, he, he, the Good Samaritan came by and he went to him and he bandaged his wounds. Then he put a man on a donkey. Then he took care of him and he gave, gave them money to take care of him at the end. He just didn't go beyond the first mile. He went the second mile. Do you think the Samaritan will be blessed of God? You know, of course he will be. God sees what we do. But we must learn to respond to people. 
many out in the world that you don't even know need your love. God has given me some personal missions in my life with those in the world. I'm trying to respond. And he wants all of us to be more aware of the depths of love that he has for us. You know, we need to do something for someone expecting nothing in return. So many times people say, well, if I do this, I'll get this back or this and that, or somebody promises, if you'll only help me, I'll give you this back. How about doing something for somebody and not expecting a return? You know where your return comes from? It comes from the blessing, comes from the blessing of God. God blesses your life. He encourages you. He gives you strength. He makes you feel good about things. You know, it's it's such a neat opportunity. You know, I was able just recently to to buy a woman that I don't even know her really, but I just know where she works, and she was getting a coffee and a donut or something. I just I took the moment out to just buy her that, and by buying her that, we opened a conversation, was able to share share some things, and it was just and it was a joy. It felt so good. It felt so good. It's just money. We're not going to take it with us. We just need to give unto others as they give unto us, as as you give unto each other. Speaking about others, you know, we've got uh, people out there that are touching lives. This last weekend at our church, we had uh, missionaries from Sri Lanka in, Steve and Peggy Beverly, wonderful people. And they are teaching pastors over in Sri Lanka. There's I believe they said 35 Church of God pastors over there that they're working with to preach the gospel. And it's not easy there. There's only 1% Christian, mostly Buddhist and Hindu, mostly Hindu, uh, mostly Buddhist with about, I think they said 67% Buddhist and like 30% Hindu or something to that nature. And they all don't care for each other. And it's very dangerous over there. But they are serving and teaching people about Jesus Christ. You know, I felt so bad during the pandemic. We thought we had it rough here with the masks and all this. In Sri Lanka, they were not allowed to leave their house for 70 days. Seven zero, 70 days. I said, well, how'd you get food? They said, well, there's a truck that would come by a couple times a week, would have like eggs and milk and bread or something on it. And we could get some from that the truck, but we could not leave our house. We were supposed to stay within our within our house, and we were fortunate. They said because we at least had a lawn, we could go outside. Most people didn't have lawns; they had to just stay inside. You talk about getting claustrophobic, but we don't even understand when I when they were telling me about their country and all the needs, and they have all this social upheaval there, and all this. These fights and Christians are being martyred over there, and different different things are happening. It's not easy, and some are getting being killed for other reasons, and and so they have to count on God, and and they but they want they love people so much they want people to know Christ, and they're training these pastors, and they're going out and having groups in homes. They don't even have a church; they don't want it to get vandalized or whatever. So they they're they're going. They have many many home churches. Touching lives. Well, folks, God wants to use you right where you're at. Whatever that is, wherever that's at, he wants to use you. Are you willing to be used by God? I believe you are. And I believe that you'll ask the Spirit of God to direct your life in every way. He loves you, and he has a great plan for you. Bless you this day. 
LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.